welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Often, around this time in our meeting, I would preach, and that's what I'm going to do today, but with a little bit of a difference, a little bit of a twist. I've grabbed a well-known child book, and it's called Horton Hatches the Egg. Any of our adults out there ever remember reading Horton Hatches the Egg? Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of Dr. Zeus? Cat in the Hat? Green Eggs and Ham? Same author, different book. And I want to read this book to you and then talk about it for a little while. And then we're going to participate in the dedications of our six children this morning. And to help me do that, I'm going to ask my brother to come up a little bit later. But are you ready to hear a story? Some of the pictures from this book will be up on the back screen. Okay, so let me start. Horton Hatches the Egg by Dr. Zeus. Sighed Maisie, a lazy bird hatching an egg. I'm tired and I'm bored and I've kinked in my leg. From sitting, just sitting here day after day, it's work, how I hate it. I'd much rather play. I'd take a vacation and fly off for a rest. If only someone could stay on my nest. If I could find someone, I'd fly away free. Then Horton the elephant passed by her tree. Hello, cried the lazy bird, smiling her best. You've nothing to do and I do need a rest. You look like you could sit on the egg in my nest. The elephant laughed. Why? Of all the silly things, I haven't feathers and I haven't wings. Me on an egg? Why, that doesn't make sense. Your egg is so small, ma'am. And I'm so immense. Tut, tut, answered Maisie. I know you're not small, but I'm sure you can do it. No trouble at all. Just sit on it softly. You're gentle and kind. Come, be a good fellow. I know you won't mind. I can't, said the elephant. Please, begged the bird. I won't be long, sir. I give you my word. I'll hurry right back. Why, I'll never be missed. Very well, said the elephant, since you insist. You want a vacation? Go fly off and take it. I'll sit on your egg and I'll try not to break it. I'll stay and be faithful. I mean what I say. Toodaloo, sang out Maisie and fluttered away. Hmm, the first thing to do, murmured Horton, let's see. The first thing to do is prop up the tree and make it much stronger. That has to be done. Before I get on it, I must weigh a ton. Then carefully, tenderly, gently he crept up the trunk to the nest where the little egg slept. Then Horton the elephant smiled. Now that's that. And he sat 
And he sat and he sat and he sat. And he sat all that day and kept the egg warm. And he sat all that night through a terrible storm. It poured and it lightened. It thundered, it rumbled. This isn't much fun, the poor elephant grumbled. I wish she'd come back because I'm cold and I'm wet. I hope that Maisie bird doesn't forget. But Maisie, by this time, was far beyond reach, enjoying the sunshine way off in Palm Beach. And having so much fun, such a wonderful rest, decided she'd never go back to her lovely nest. So Horton kept sitting there day after day. And soon it was autumn. The leaves blew away. And then came the winter, the snow and the sleet. The icicles hung from his trunk and his feet. But Horton kept sitting and said with a sneeze, I'll stay on this egg and I won't let it freeze. I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful 100%. So poor Horton sat there the whole winter through. And then came the springtime with troubles anew. His friends gathered round and they shouted with glee. Look, Horton the elephant is up in a tree. They taunted, they teased him. They yelled, how absurd. Old Horton the elephant thinks he's a bird. They laughed and they laughed. Then they all ran away. And Horton was lonely. He wanted to play. But he sat on the egg and continued to stay. I meant what I said. And I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful 100 No matter what happens, this egg must be tended. But poor old Horton's troubles were far from ended. For while Horton sat there so faithful, so kind, three hunters came sneaking up softly behind. He heard the men's footsteps. He turned with a start. Three rifles were aiming right straight at his heart. Did he run? He did not. Horton stayed on that nest. His head held high and he threw out his chest. He looked up at the hunters as much as to say, shoot if you must, but I won't run away. I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant is faithful 100%. But the men didn't shoot. Much to Horton's surprise, they dropped their three guns and they stared with wide eyes. Look, they all shouted, can such a thing be? An elephant sitting on top of a tree. It's strange. It's amazing. It's wonderful new. Don't shoot him, we'll catch him. That's just what we'll do. Let's take him alive. Why, he's terribly funny. We'll sell him back to the circus for us to make money. The first thing he knew, they built a big wagon with ropes on the front and pullers to drag on. They dug up his tree and put it inside 
With Horton so sad, he practically cried. We're off, the men shouted, and off they all went. With Horton unhappy, 100%. Up out of the jungle, up into the sky, up over the mountains 10,000 feet high, then down to the mountains and down to the sea went the cart with the elephant, egg, nest, and tree. Then out of the wagon and onto a ship, out over the ocean, oh, what a trip. Rolling and tossing and splashing with spray. And Horton said, day after day, oh, I meant what I said and I said what I meant. But oh, am I seasick 100%. After bobbing around for two weeks like a cork, they landed at last in a town of New York. All ashore, the men shouted, and down with a lurch went Horton the elephant, still on his perch. Tied onto a board that could just scarcely hold him, bump, Horton landed. And then the men sold him. Sold to a circus. Then week after week, they showed him off to people for 10 cents a peak. They took him to Boston and Kalamazoo, Chicago, New York, and Washington too. And everywhere, thousands of folks flocked to see and laugh at the elephant up a tree. Poor Horton grew sadder the farther he went. But he said as he sat in the noisy tent, I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful, 100%. Then, one day, the circus show opened, happened to reach a town way down south, not far from Palm Beach. And dawdling along way high in the sky, who of all people should chance to fly by? But that old good-for-nothing, lazy, runaway Maisie still on vacation and still just as lazy. And spying the flags and the tents just below, she sang out, what fun, why, I'll go to the show. And she stooped from the clouds through the open tent door. Good gracious, grasped Maisie. I've seen you before. Poor Horton looked up with his face white as chalk. He started to speak. But before he could talk, there rang out the noisiest ear-splitting squeaks from the egg that he'd sat on for 51 weeks. A thumping, a bumping, a wild, alive scratching. My egg, shouted Horton. My egg, why it's hatching. It's mine screamed the bird when she heard the egg crack. The work was all done, now she wanted it back. It's my egg, she spluttered. You stole it from me. Get off my nest and get out of my tree. Poor Horton back down with a sad, heavy heart. But at that very instant, the egg burst apart. And out of the pieces of red and white shell... From the egg that he'd been sitting on so long and so well, 
Horton the elephant saw something whiz. It had ears, a tail, and a trunk just like his. And the people came shouting, what's all this about? They looked and they started, or sorry, stared with their eyes popping out. Then they cheered and they cheered and they cheered more and more. They'd never seen anything like this before. My goodness, my gracious, they shouted. My word, it's something brand new. It's an elephant bird. And it should be. It should be. It should be like that. Because Horton was faithful and he sat and he sat. He meant what he said and he said what he meant. And they sent him home happy 100%. You like that? I love those stories. And because it's Father's Day, I thought, what an apt story for Father's Day. Obviously, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out the moral of the story. That's to be faithful. And I want to make a challenge to all the dads out there to be faithful fathers, not lazy ones. Our kids, this next generation does not need any more lazy parents. We need faithful ones who say what they mean and mean what they say. The parents could be faithful 100%. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, was a man who wrote a letter. His name was Paul and he said this, Even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. I want to speak to the biological fathers out there, but I also want to speak to the men out there that can become fathers to many. My dad, my natural dad over here at the bar, he's a father of three, biologically speaking. But he's a father to many, many more because he's been faithful 100%. And he's left a legacy and an example for others to follow. And I, for one, want to be part of a church and want to be part of a generation that can raise another generation through faithful service and love and commitment. And not just become fathers biologically, but become fathers by choice. But if we choose to become fathers, it's not easy. In order to be a faithful father, you're going to have to face some things just like Horton did. And I would encourage you in the very short time that I have before we dedicate some kids to be faithful in three areas. And the first one is simply this, to be faithful in the storms. Horton stayed on the nest, wind, rain, snow and sleet. And a storm would represent anything that's out of your control. You ever had moments where things are just out of your control? You know, when we were getting ready this morning, twice our power just flicked off. Out of our control. Couldn't straighten my hair. Couldn't iron my shirt. Well, my wife couldn't iron my shirt. 
And, 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 and thank God, miracle of miracles, the power came back on. So I got to do my hair and shirt and all the rest of it. But there are many things that we face in life that are out of our control. We can do nothing about it. You know, for all the rain we've had, for all the complaining, for all the whinging, for all the wishing it would stop, it just kept coming. There are storms we face and the things that are out of our control. And I would encourage you in those moments, men, dads, to be faithful. I remember when Jordan was nine months of age, we were in England. We were in England because we'd said yes to a particular conference and we said we'd yes to speaking at it. And so when you say yes to God and, and yes to travel, you'd think everything would go smooth, wouldn't you? But I'll never forget it. We were traveling with Mark and Chris Thayer and uh, we, we traveled all the way to England and then we, had to go, we, we landed for some reason, ridiculous reason in London. We had to shoot up to Liverpool. We flew up to Liverpool. Then we had to shoot back down to the south. And we were just driving and traveling and traveling and driving. And then we just made it before this meeting starts. And you'd think, you know, because of all of that, things would go smooth. But I'll never forget it. Our kids weren't prone to being sick. But when they were sick, they were really sick. And I'll never forget Mark Thayer holding our little one, nine months of age. She's now 12, but she was nine months back then. And she did the mother of all power spews. It was like she filled the whole room with spew. I mean, her head spun around. And there was clothes that needed to be changed. The smell in the room went to open the window. It was just terrible. And it's at those moments, things are out of your control. Why? Is it all worth it? And you laugh because it's at my expense. But you know what? You get a few days like that. You get a few weeks like that. You get a few months like that. Then it's easy to start looking over the fence. Men, hold your line. Stand strong. Be faithful in the storms. If a baby spews on you, wipe it off. And be a dad again. And if they spew up again, wipe it up and be a dad again. When the baby's keeping you awake at night, it's all part of the season. But be a dad and never stop being a dad in those moments, the storms. Anyone can start something. Anyone can give up. But it takes real men. It takes real fathers to stand in the gap. And can I say, can we extend that, not just our own biological kids, but to others? There are young kids here that need dads. They need people to speak into their lives. And that doesn't mean because you speak into their lives, they're going to do everything you say. There'll be storms, but be faithful in the storm. Secondly, be faithful in temptation. Horton stayed on his nest when he wanted to go and play. When all his friends were teasing and mocking him and laughing, he remained faithful in temptation. Temptation is that moment where we just want to do the easy thing. When we want to give up on doing something to make our lives easier. And I would encourage the dads in this place, don't go for the easy option. I was told many years ago by a good friend of mine who lives in America, we had two young kids at that time. And he said, Tony, I want you to know something about your kids. They need a father, not another friend. They've got lots of friends. And if your kids are part of this church, they'll have lots of friends. 
They don't just need another friend. They need a father. A father. We need someone who just stand in the gap and do the hard yards. And when you're raising kids, there's all these different seasons. And when you're going through those seasons, it's like, will this ever end? Our poor kids are going to get a bit of a battering this morning, but I never forget when Jordan was give or take 18 months, maybe two. We got her out of a cot and we wanted to stay in bed. She didn't realize that, you know, Mitchell was coming along and we needed a cot and she couldn't have the cot anymore, so she's got to have a bed, but she's got to stay in the bed. And I'll never forget this one night when we picked a fight with her and we had to finish this thing. And, and so we said, go to bed and stay in bed. And, and she was howling and she was upset. She was crying. And, and I remember standing outside the door, just holding the door, which would have been fine if it was three minutes. But five minutes went by, another five minutes went by, half an hour went by. And I felt like poor old Horton who thought, I just want to go play. And i never forget, eventually the screaming stopped. And it got very quiet. I thought, I wonder if she's all right. And I went to go and get in the door, but she'd fallen asleep right behind the door. So I had to try and push the door open to put her in a bed. It's those little things where it's just so easy to give up. We have so many kids that have not been disciplined because it's just too hard. It's not easy to discipline kids. It's hard, but it's worth it. And so whatever season you're in life, maybe it's the toilet training season. I mean, with kids, with girls, it's all right. They're just like, I ain't, girls are easy. You get, a, you get a boy, trying to get him to aim for the toilet. This is like, takes forever. But don't give up. Be faithful. Be faithful in temptation. And the third one is, be faithful in opposition. Horton stayed on his nest, even when the hunters came. Opposition will come in many forms as parents. Someone once said, if you, stand, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And we live in a world today that's so politically correct. You're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do the other. And it's not actually helping society. And to be a real dad today, you're going to have to do some things that aren't politically correct. I remember when we found out that we were, Kath was pregnant with Mitch. At the 18 month mark, they recognized there was something that wasn't quite right. 18 weeks. <laughs> it would be not right at 18 months, let me tell you. And because they picked up an indiscrepancy in the ultrasound, And because it wasn't just one indiscrepancy, it was a couple. They said, you know, one plus one equals we should terminate your child. And we thought that when they said that, they were asking us. They were giving us an option. 
And so he said, thank you very much for doing your job. We appreciate that. But uh, we've thought about it. We've prayed about it. And, and, and we've decided to have this child. And we'll take whatever we get. They accused us of being irresponsible. We had to take a stand just to have a child. Now, any of you who know Mitch know he's just, he's just like the awesomest little kid. I mean, he's just so full of awesomeness, it's not funny. He's just, he's just so cool. But this is a kid who the doctors wanted to terminate. And we had to take a stand. We had some opposition. Being a parent's not easy. And that's why we said it from the very outset, we commend every dad in this place. You've got to be strong. You've got to be bold. You've got to be courageous to be a, a good godly dad. Because you're going to have your moments of opposition. And those oppositions will come in all forms and shapes and sizes. I say all that to say this. That faithfulness leads to fruitfulness. Horton sat on his egg for 51 weeks. That's a long time for an elephant to sit in a tree. And sometimes it can seem like a long time. Spending with a child in a certain area in their life. But if you'll be faithful, you'll be fruitful. That's the message of this little book. And it's the message of the Bible. That if you'll be faithful, you see, being a Christian doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But if you'll be faithful, you'll be fruitful. I know there are easy options. I know there's an easy out for you. But be faithful because you will be fruitful in the end. This little egg was hatched and it's amazing how much the little baby inside the egg ended up looking like Horton. And what I'm believing for is a generation of men that will spend time with people and we'll see them becoming more and more. As we become more and more like Christ, they'll become more and more like us and reflect the nature of Christ in us. I have an absolute faith and a joy in my heart that that will be the reality. What we need today is faithful fathers for fruitful families. Like I said before, the greatest illustration of the church in the Word of God is that of a family. The disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Isn't that awesome? That Jesus alluded to God as Father God, not business manager God, not coach, but Father. Church is a family. It's the family of God. Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Christianity is not about doing things or not doing certain things. That's not Christianity. You can go to church, but it won't make you a Christian. Just like sleeping in a garage won't make you a car. Or going to McDonald's won't make you a hamburger. Going to church does not make you a Christian. Being a Christian is about accepting Christ into your life and receiving Him as Lord and Saviour and friend. And it's through that relationship it opens access into the Father in heaven. And that's why we've had fun today. Highlighting and modeling and, and, and just having a healthy display of what family looks like. 
It's not always about teaching. For the dads out there, it's not always about speaking in life. It's about having the fun together. It's about having teaching moments. It's about all of those things. But if you remain faithful, you'll be fruitful. And as we come to this time now where we just dedicate six of our kids with the help of Pete, my brother, I want us to remember this little story, particularly for those parents of the kids that have been baptized, dedicated this morning. I really do hope and pray you'll take to heart this little story and that you'll be faithful fathers and mothers and that will equal fruitful families. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.